Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. I'm over motivated for my second cup of coffee. And be like, oh, sorry, I probably just woke you up again by apologizing. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm logging off. Oh my God, I'm so excited. What is it? It's called (laughs) the shiny things list. I'm like, you don't think I'm loving? (laughs) I'm like... Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hey, y'all. It's that time again. Agent Systems is back, available on March 8th for a limited time. Putting good systems in place is going to help build confidence if you're new and systems will get your time back if you're overworked. If you aren't sure what to do first to put your business on the right path, then this is the course for you. And y'all know I love a good review. So here is one from Leanne. So let me just say, I am so pumped. I just did the intro and lesson one and cannot believe the amount and quality of the resources that Katie is reviewing and putting at our fingertips. And this is coming from someone who's been around and in real estate practically her whole life. Wow. The doors are opening, you guys, on March 8th, and I won't be offering agent systems again until August. So if this is the summer you want to be your best, head on over to agentsystems101.com to learn more. Can't wait to see you there. Hi. Hey, Katie. How's it going, Alyssa? It's going great. Okay, it's episode number 134. I haven't named it yet. I'm going to see how it goes. No, we did come up with a name. What did you call it? Oh, you did. You did. Time and time again. (laughs) (laughs) Because today we have Anna Dearman Cornick with us. Correct. To talk about time again. You should have kept up her bio and just read it. I know. That was was a failure. (laughs) Oh, no, I have it right here. Oh, perfect. Hold, please, while Alyssa gets the bio for Anna Dearman Cornick. Short, medium, or long. Okay, which one? So she she is so organized. She sent me to a website that has a short, a medium, and a long bio. Um. You Perfect. want 50 or how about shorter medium? You pick. Give me, give me medium. Okay. 92 words. Coming okay, ready. Oh, this right. is great. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Anna Dearman Corman. Cornick is a time management coach, wife, and mom who helps busy professionals and business owners master time management so they can stop feeling overwhelmed and start spending time on what matters most. As the host of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance, Anna shares time management tips productivity strategies, and real-life advice to help her listeners make the most of their time. In addition to teaching actionable takeaways, Anna interviews other go-getters to find out how they navigate family, friends, fulfilling careers, and full schedules. Oh my God, all the Fs. The alliteration was on point. (laughs) Thank you. So good. So good. Thank you very much. Do you want to add anything to that, Anna? I think that just about covers covers it. it. Thank you. Wonderful. In 92 words. Anna, in 92 words or less. Yes. (laughs) Anna was with us once before on episode 22, way back in the the infancy of both of our podcasts. Yeah, it really was. So now we're like old hats. Mm -hmm. So... Old hats. Old, well, old hats. and life has changed so much since episode 22. No doubt. And yeah. time has changed and everything. Just with like the pandemic and there was yeah. nothing on your schedule. And now we're getting things added back to our schedule and yeah. people are having trouble adjusting. I am. Yeah. You are. You, yeah, want, uh, you want Anna to therapy. I am having trouble you. adjusting <laughs> podcast therapy. Listen, need some therapy on time. Okay. So before we get into that, will you just. Give us a little background on what you do currently. Sure. And I don't know, whatever you want to tell us about your current situation. The current. So it is really crazy. I love time and time again. That's a perfect fit. And life really has changed so much since the first time we met up. I don't think I had published my first episode of the podcast yet. Oh, my God. I think I was still recording. I was still in the early recording phases. 
It's so funny. I seriously think I wore a blazer to come to your house to record. I just remember you had really cute jeans and boots on. Thank oh, you. And because I bought them, I bought the jeans after. Oh, I we love that. About Plus blazer. I cannot remember I the last blazer. time I wore like a blazer <laughs> to something. Well, well, you were very official. <laughs> because of how life has just changed. And, like, oh, yeah. and today you just Nothing is right that in. professional anymore. Like nothing right. is that serious anymore. Yeah. Everyone's casual now. Every Everything is so much more casual now. So that to me, like that's one big change that's yes. happened. Things are much more casual. I own way more pairs of joggers than I did mm-hmm. when we came last time. I only had one child last time. Yeah. But you also had a giant notebook last time. Mm-hmm. With, I did. Like, I had talking points. Many, mm-hmm. Now we're just like, let's chat it up. I know. Yeah. I literally just walked into your house. You right. Today. <laughs> like you just were like. Ding, ding, walked right in. I was like, oh, oh, she's here. She's Hi. here. Yeah. Hi. It is like a lot has changed. So something else that has changed. So I am still a time management coach. I am still a host of It's About Time. All of those things have changed. I'm still a wife and mom, although now I'm a mom to two girls okay. instead of just one, mm-hmm. which is definitely an adventure, having a three-year-old and an almost one-year-old. Oh my gosh, I can't imagine. I mean, you kind of can. Almost, but it's a big difference. It's a big difference having a five-year-old helper. True, because I do not have a five-year-old helper. (laughs) I have a three-year-old who says no to everything. Uh. Um, But So in addition to those changes, I'd say the biggest change is that back in September of 2021, I stepped into a new role as head of community for an amazing company called Clockwise. Clockwise is a time orchestration tool, and the company is on a mission to help the world make time for what matters by helping you to find more focused time in your day. So Clockwise learns your schedule, learns your preferences, learns the preferences and schedules of your team members, and rearranges meetings that can be flexible so that you can create longer blocks of time to focus in your day. So as a result of moving about 4 million meetings, Clockwise has created 2 million hours of focus time for its customers. This is like right up your alley. Oh, it's amazing. Right. It's like if a company was created to follow your mission, this was the one. I just. How did they find you or you find them? Um, it, you know, it's really funny. A a lot of times whenever, you know, I have this website contact form, you know, where someone can on my contact page or somebody can send me a message. Most of the time it's spam. Not gonna (laughs) lie. Same. Yeah. Most of the time it's Mm. spam. When people want to email me, they typically just email me. Right. Uh, And there was a message in my inbox from my website contact form from a guy named Fran who wants to talk to me about coming to work for a company named Clockwise. And I'm like, this is spam. This is fake. (laughs) This has got to be fake. And so I did some Googling and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wait any longer. Let's just find this out. I wrote back to him within five minutes and said, all right, let's talk this afternoon. And so we set up a call that very day. Um, Wow. I'm still not exactly sure how they found me. I will tell you that um, I did have um, some thoughts about time management and work-life balance published in a Washington Post article Uh, earlier that week. So I do wonder if that was the link that Mm might have been Ah. the link, because as a result of that Washington Post article, I did start to get more speaking invitations and more podcast interviews. Um, and it just was a really amazing opportunity. And so after, uh, I've, over the course of about a month and a half talking with Fran, the conversation went from providing thought leadership content on a contract basis to joining the team full time. And wow. so now in my role as head of community, I am leading the company's social media strategy. I'm developing our community strategy I am the face of our YouTube channel. I also host a uh, live office hours time management workshop communication. I have so many questions about how you do it all. (laughs) I know. It's a lot. Yeah. So anyway, I do those things. Are they flexible with your hours? So I am, um, the company keeps a Pacific time, uh, a Pacific time schedule. Okay. Pacific working hours is the best way to put it. And so one of the ways that I really organize my time and streamline the way that I think about everything is that from nine until 11, that is focused 
80K coaching and podcasting time. Okay. And then starting at 11 is when I switch over into clockwise mode because it's nine o'clock Pacific. Okay. And so that's when my clockwise day begins. Mm. When does your clockwise day end since they're in Pacific? Are you? Sure. So my clockwise day ends at, let's see, I think. So that would be at about seven. Mm -hmm. And so typically one of the great things about Clockwise, the product, is that it it enables you to set meeting preferences, Mm -hmm. the hours within your workday that you are willing to do meetings. Right. And so my meeting preferences are set so that I typically don't have any meetings after 5.30 or 6. I actually have one today. Our time. Okay. I actually have a meeting today from 5.30 to 6. But it's actually a pretty rare occasion. Right. And then in that time from... 5.30 to 7, um, maybe I'll be wrapping something up. Maybe, but typically I'm just sort of on call with, I've got my Slack out. I'm responding to messages, but I'm not engaged in deep work during that time. Wow. So that's how I do both. Very interesting. It is very interesting. As a mom now of two children Mm -hmm. and now basically two roles Mm -hmm. that are at least they coincide in in the topic and the subject matter. So yeah, not like left field and right field. Exactly, it's all in the center. Overlaps. Right. Okay, but how? Where are your challenges? I guess I want to. <laughs> yeah, because we are all always trying to figure out multiple roles as realtors mm-hmm. and moms, or you know, maybe you have a side hustle, or maybe some realtors mm-hmm. they come on part time to start with. Like, what? How do you navigate that? Yeah. So I'd say that the first critical piece of the puzzle is having an ideal week in place. So um, an ideal week is essentially a framework or a template for how you want to spend your time in the week ahead. My ideal week maps out when I will specifically work on clockwise, when I will specifically work on ADK. And not only that, I also at the beginning of each week, as a result of doing a weekly planning session, I identify how I'm going to time block the different clockwise and coaching responsibilities within those two sections of my day. So doing your ideal week is pretty pivotal every week. Like you can't, you can't skip that step. Yeah, it, it's really the the weekly planning session. The ideal week, in a way, oh, is, is your oh, like, yeah. Okay. The ideal week is kind of it's not a one and done because you really have to go back and reevaluate it every time you have a major change in your life. Yeah. So, for example, every time Bitsy's Bitsy's my youngest. Every time her feeding schedule changed, my ideal week would change because her feeding schedule impacted how I spent my time during the day. So there were a lot of changes leading up to her being about, you know, six to nine months old. But now I've got an ideal week in place that doesn't change. The core of it doesn't change that much from week to week. But it's what goes within those time blocks. And that's what that weekly planning session time is for. I actually, I have podcast episodes about an ideal week and a weekly planning session. So I think I've listened to the weekly mm-hmm. planning session. It's mm-hmm. really good. I can't remember offhand what the episode numbers are, but I'll we'll share send those to you. Perfect. Fine. Well, and so many of your episodes are helpful and really um, hone in on a specific thing. Like, I think one of my favorites is about to-do lists. <laughs> I mean, but like really getting in there on the nitty gritty of one specific topic is so helpful. So helpful. Okay. So Alyssa is very interested in how to go from your pre-pandemic life to your lockdown life where your schedule clears out and to now your post-ish pandemic life where your schedule starts to fill back up, but you're struggling with what to add back in. Yeah. Do you have any advice? So... The first piece of advice or the first thing that we've got to remember is that mm-hmm. everything is temporary. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I think that's one of the one of the biggest things that has been sort of in our face, the biggest reminder throughout this whole pandemic th- pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's about that's right. what it is. Yeah. The pandemic mm-hmm. is that in the beginning we had our schedules, we had our pre-pandemic. Then the world was turned upside down and then things changed and then things changed and then things changed again. And it's just been this constant series of navigating all these different changes. So Mm -hmm. the sooner that you can reckon with the fact that, hey, things are probably going to change again in about two weeks from some unknown whatever. So let me hold on loosely to my plans, to my 
tendency to be rigid about structure mm -hmm. because I, I I feel that. Um, yeah. I especially mm -hmm. pre-pandemic, I've got my schedule. How dare you it ask me to move my time block? Mm -hmm. But right. now, especially having two kids, we can get a call from daycare at yep. <laughs> any moment. Yeah, We can find out any moment that daycare is going to be closed right. for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And so the sooner that you, I don't know, it's like, it's like very- accept. Accept, exactly. Yes. Accept that everything is temporary. It makes- dealing with the changes just yeah. a little bit easier. It's funny that you say that because we are having to make a decision right now on where Haven will go to kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was a flexible person <laughs> that was good with change and handled it gracefully. Yeah. And I have not handled this gracefully. Really? We've had some some things at different different schools and things change based on where we thought we were going to go and whatnot. Some of it pandemic related. Yeah. And Anyway, it has just been like so crazy and hard for me to make a decision. Yeah. And Tanner, my husband said, you're acting like whatever we choose is Ugh, permanent. Right, permanent. Uh -huh. He was like, wherever she goes, if you are unhappy, we can change it at any time. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yep. Yeah. It was so freeing to have that mindset because right. I felt like I was making the biggest decision of her life. And it's going to affect the rest of her life forever. and where she's going to go to college. Yes. Um, yes. have you, have you ever taken strengths finder or Clifton strengths? No. Okay. I would highly recommend doing it. It's what is this? Clifton, Clifton strengths. It used to be this. called strengths finder. They changed okay. the name of it not too long ago. Um, what it does is it's an assessment that gives you your top, um, the, the like cheaper, the free version, I think gives you your top five strengths, but okay. you can actually buy the full report and it will give you um, you're 34 there there. Whoa. So there are 34 different strengths. Okay. Um, and it will give you lot. these ranked one through 34. Typically people really hone in on their top five, because when you know what your top five strengths are, it enables you to zero in on the type of work, the type of roles, the type of collaboration, like what you bring to a team, how you um, achieve and succeed. Uh, and it's, it's just fantastic. Highly mm -hmm. recommended. But on the bottom end Knowing what that 34 is, knowing it's what those bottom ones at are. That point. Well, they call them all strings. They call yeah. them all strings. Okay, just less of. But when you're aware about your of your weaker strengths, okay. it gives you an opportunity to not try and turn those into strengths yeah. because that's a waste of time. Right. But how to be aware and see how you can grow. Right. I my number 34 strength is adaptability. Yeah. Oh. Okay, uh, my, which is funny because we think we're okay at it because we do it all the time, but it could be done a lot smoother. Could be done a lot smoother. And the internal friction yeah. that I feel right. when certain types of change happen, mm -hmm. when I feel like I don't have the control, but because I know that my number 34 is adaptability, it helps me be mindful and remind myself, look, this is going to be hard for you. Yeah. So what can you do right. to prepare yourself? For being prepared so, is huge. As a time management coach, one of the things that I do with my clients is create product personality-based productivity solutions for mm -hmm. them. We work together to figure out based on their personality what's going to work best. Mm -hmm. And that that's where things like Myers-Briggs mm -hmm. and right. that's where things like StrengthsFinder comes in because what works for me is not necessarily going to be copied and pasted over to you or to you. Right. And so mm -hmm. knowing yourself um, is just one of the most important things. Even when you taught, our, so we have a leadership class at our local board right. and Anna came and taught the leadership class and did the Meyer Briggs personality test. But you said something in that class about something being personal. Was it time management is personal or I don't, I can't remember, but I think it was like, you know, everyone wants the answer to time management. Oh, mm -hmm. right. It, it, but it's it, not a one size fits all. Yeah, it's not right. one size fits all. It's and I a, thought that was good. Mm -hmm. People forget that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we want to know what the most successful people do in the morning. But just because that works for them doesn't right. mean it's going to well, work for what? you. Well, guess what? Katie's not a morning person. Yeah, Anna's not either. I mean, <laughs> now my kids make me be a morning person. Same. But before kids, and I can only imagine in, you know, 10 years when I don't have to get someone up and go to school, that might shift. Right. I am much more productive at 5 p.m. than I am at 5 a.m. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, what's tell me about the miracle morning. 
I don't care about your miracle morning right. because that it's hard for me to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Like it's I, a miracle to get out of bed. You. Yes. Doing the best I can. Over right. Here. But right. also we don't typically celebrate our strengths. Mm-hmm. We more often kind of feel down on our weaknesses. Yeah, exactly. So what are you focused on? Well, guess what? I'm great at 5 p.m. Let's do something. Do it. Rock you know, and roll. really funny. You were talking about the 34 <clears throat> strengths. So on this retreat I just went on, mm-hmm. they we did this exercise where they gave us an affirmation sheet. And we're supposed to think of somebody else. Like we're affirming. I'm affirming Katie. Oh, okay. that's nice. So this sheet has about 50 really amazing adjectives on it. So you take a highlighter and you highlight all the things that make you think of Katie. And then on the right, you pick the top five. Okay. So someone did it for me. Uh But all I could see was the things that they didn't highlight. (laughs) I'm like, you don't think I'm loving? (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Like they highlighted about everything on there. But the only thing I saw was, but why didn't you highlight this one? I feel like I'm this way, but you don't think I'm this way? Uh But that was where I went. We kind do. of the same thing with the strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. You look at number 34 and you're like, oh, how can I fix this? Yeah. Why don't we just talk about, oh, I'm so good at number one. Yeah, right. Why exactly. can't I do, how can I do more of that? Instead of being flattered, I was like really hard on myself <laughs> about yeah. not being a certain way. <laughs> I mean, it, that's an Enneagram three. You're a we, three. I am. We okay. can't be all the ways. No. Right. And I don't want to be all the ways. Right. Me neither. No, no, not at all. Okay. So Actually, I do, but you, I need to accept that I can't be. That's, that's, that's the three in you talking. Okay. Let's let's get into some logistical stuff. Okay. What about, let's talk about routines because yeah. those were obviously all shook up by this pandemic life. Yeah. And now we're getting back into, and it's towards the beginning of the year. Now this is going to air. We're still in the first quarter. Hey, I'm calling it Fresh Start February. I love that. Because everyone already gave up on the 100 over-motivated things they did. That's our new favorite term. Over-motivated? Over-motivated. Have you heard of it? No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We heard it. Where did we hear that? I think we read it in an article. Yes. Yes. It, yes. It's a it's a term that people get. Maybe they've had a lot of coffee or they're having a really good day or beginning really, of the year. It's the yeah. beginning of the year. Like something is triggering over-motivation. Got it. And in the moment of over-motivation, they... Fill their schedule. The list is so The long. list gets longer. I'm going to work out every day, and I'm going to make this many Give up sugar. And get up at many 5 letters. Yeah, I'm going to write all Miracle these letters morning. every uh-huh. day. Yeah. And then when the motivation wears off, they never implemented routines, routines. or habits or made actual yeah. changes. And then they quote unquote fail. Right. And then they don't trust themselves to make give decisions yeah. again. Right. So they just are in this slump. Yes. Right. Yeah. Over-motivated. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. (laughs) And after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have (laughs) copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I've never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. (laughs) To get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. We wrote them and you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right. It's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an s 101.com email templates 101.com yes head over for reviews and all of the specifics wonderful okay enjoy so in reference to routines how do you feel like we can implement good routines what are some tips for not getting over motivated and then not doing the thing like what yeah. Are, what are your thoughts? Okay. So I love that. I do think that we kind of have to separate over motivation and routines for just a second because Fair. 
routines do tie into tackling over motivation, Mm -hmm. but I really believe that routines are the foundation of your day, regardless of if you're over motivated or under motivated Mm -hmm. and that it really starts by implementing by having what I call the five essential routines. Mm -hmm. And those routines are a morning routine, which helps you, you know, kick off your day, whether you do a miracle morning or you just roll out of bed. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, An evening routine, which helps you wind down for a restful night's sleep. Adults really need between seven and nine hours of sleep in order to be at their best, both physically and mentally. On the news this morning, they said if you add an hour and a half of sleep each night, you will lose 10 pounds in a year mm-hmm. without changing anything else. I, wow. I would completely believe that. That's amazing. There yeah. have been there have been studies done on uh high performing like athletes um where they increased the amount of sleep that they were getting and then measured how they were performing mm-hmm. and it, there was definitely a huge correlation. Yeah. Like sleep is huge. Yes. Yeah. Sleep is huge. So the next is your workday startup routine, which helps you rev up and get into the mindset of working for the day. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I think people think that's just part of their morning routine. But mm-hmm. morning is like getting the kids out the house or exactly. getting yourself just dressed and showered and whatever you do. Yeah. So workday oh, startup. Okay. Other end of the day is work they shut down. Mm-hmm, that's this favorite one, one. Yes, this one is key. I'd say this one's probably my second favorite routine, if I could have a second favorite. <laughs> I like that one. Second, uh, so the work day shutdown routine is what gives you that mental mindset shift from work brain to not work brain. Right. It helps you set a clear boundary between primary working hours. And let's be real, if you're a realtor, you are you still have things that pop up in the evening. Mm-hmm. But during your workday shutdown, you make the decision yeah. then and there what you're willing yeah. to work on in the evenings. Yeah. Um, and then the, the fifth one is the most important, which is your weekly planning session. Uh, and so bef- most important before you start thinking about all of the things that you're over-motivated to do, having these five routines in place really serve as just the foundation right. of the rest of your life. Well, and it's a daily foundation. Yeah. Like these are things you're going to repeat every single day that mm-hmm. the shutdown routine literally blows my mind mm-hmm. because I sort of had come to it myself not knowing what it was. And it, you you affirmed me in like shutting your laptop and walking out of the room that is my office at home is actually my shutdown routine. Yeah. yeah. Like Something about it, the noise it. of closing the laptop. Day, I feel the day's, same way. Day's done. Day's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, and sometimes I treat my laptop like it is because that's all I have. I don't have a desktop, but I sometimes act like it's a desktop. Like, oh, it's in the office. Yeah. Can't come out. Has to stay in there. <laughs> yes. That is where the work happens. And that is here it. is where the life happens. And we got to I and make it separate. 100%. The lines are blurry, but you've got to figure out how to try and make it separate. Mm-hmm. You know, our brains are built to try and protect us from danger. Okay. Like at the core of it, our brains still think that we're like, I don't know, living right. in prehistoric times or something. Yeah. But anytime that we have something unfinished, open tabs, someone that we're waiting to hear back from, a yep. project that's not complete yet. Our brains continue to cycle through this in our minds, which means that we're not restful and we're not present when we're supposed to be with our families or in our downtime. And that shutdown routine closes the loops. It doesn't mean that you're finishing every single project. It just means that you are having a point where you're saying, I am finished for today. Right. Yeah. I I think I've shared before that before I walk into daycare, Mm -hmm. I make sure everything is addressed. That doesn't mean finished, Mm -hmm. but that may mean like, so whenever I'm in the parking lot, I pull up at her school and I just check because it's early. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, three thirty, four o'clock. Yeah. So people are still working and, but my kids go to bed at seven. Mm -hmm. So I have this small window with them that I need to make sure is not interrupted. Right. So I go through my email and see if anything came through and I reply with, Great, I'm going to do this first thing tomorrow morning Mm -hmm. about however many times I need to say that. Mm -hmm. If it's anything time sensitive, maybe it requires a little bit more of this or that. But I will sit in my car sometimes five minutes, sometimes 10 minutes. The longest I've ever had to sit there was 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. 
but I won't go in until I have at least told everybody what to expect. Yeah. Right. And then it's just so freeing to know it that. It is. Wow. I put that off until tomorrow and that's okay. That's okay. But people think they have to handle it right then. Like right. nothing can be put off, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, right. Just because someone else said it was urgent doesn't actually mean it's urgent for you. Correct. As and, long as you tell them what to expect. And I really appreciate that example that you are setting for others who are listening and they have this assumption that they have to handle things as soon as they come in. Mm-hmm. And they have that feeling that they can never be off and that they're constantly pulled in all these different directions. Mm-hmm. But it really is a decision that you make. If you can do it, they can do it. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. Well, the thing that a lot, so I just got back from a re- realtor conference and there were agents there that I'm friends with across from the state. So we don't see each other often, but they're like, how are you here when you have two kids and like you have your business and you're doing your transactions? And and then I tell them, you know, I have boundaries and this is, if I don't have boundaries, I'll burn out. Yeah. So to stay well at work, I have to be well at home. And and they're just like, I, I could never do that. Like, but why? But why? But why? But it is a mindset thing. And it was really kind of fun because there was one girl in particular that I had a lengthy conversation with talking through it. And it was fun asking that question like, okay, so what if you did tell them that you would do that first thing tomorrow morning or Mm -hmm. that? And she kind of was like, like she had never even thought that thought had never occurred to tell a client to wait. Yeah. And they don't care. They don't mind waiting, but they do want to know what to expect. Yeah. And then if you do that and to see the light bulb come on was really exciting, Mm -hmm. you know, about And then I was like, okay, now go listen to these podcast episodes. <laughs> Here, here's the list. Here Love you go. That. Here's your list. Yeah. There you go. I went and copy and pasted uh, there you go. our list of episodes by category mm-hmm. on boundaries. And I was like, here you go. 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 Yes. Go. Go forth. Go, go forth and do. All right. I have a question. Sure. In your coaching. Yes. Do you find that there is kind of across the board, I know time management is person specific, but is there some time management practice that seems to make the most impact repeatedly? Oh my gosh. There is? Yes. Oh my God, I'm so excited. What is it? It's called (laughs) the shiny things list. (gasps) Shiny. The shiny things. I have my notebook. Shiny. I have my notebook on my show YouTube. It's like right here. I am not sure. Did we talk about the shiny things list in the last episode? Have you seen this? Yes, this I love is, that. It's so good. I'll, you want to take one home? I have, I have <laughs> uh, all right, tell us. Tell okay, us. so Katie knows all about the shiny things list. Um, and one thing that I have found is a common thread across all of my time management coaching clients, no matter the industry, whether they have kids, don't have kids, it's distractions. It is distractions. Um, We are hit with a distraction somewhere around every 43 seconds, Uh, especially when you're sitting at a computer or and and or you have your phone nearby. Mm -hmm. So that means that a vibration, a ding, a ping, a buzz, something is is there to distract us. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. First of all, we're constantly being hit by all of these external distractions. In the past year and a half to what, two years? How far are we into this now of the pandemic? More of us are working from home than ever before, which means that our environments are giving us more distractions than ever before. A kitchen sink with dishes is a distraction. Mm -hmm. Your spouse who is also working from home, a distraction. Your kid who's virtual schooling. Super distraction. Super Uh, distraction. I don't know how y'all do it. And then on top of all of those distractions, there's the shiny things that bounce around in our heads. And so let's say that you have turned off all of your notifications. You have put your phone on airplane mode and you've set expectations with your family and you've cleaned up your environment and you're ready to actually sit down and focus and get work done. But then you remember that you're out of toilet paper. (laughs) Okay. Right. And let me just hop on Amazon real quick. Exactly. Let me just hop on Amazon. And so you go to Amazon and you remember that your mom's birthday is coming up. So you search for something for her real quick. And then you remember something else and you remember something else. And then you remember that you need to update the second paragraph of that report that you were working on. And the next thing you know, an hour and a half has gone by that you had set aside for important work. Right. And you've gotten almost nothing done. Right. 
Wow. Even though you've shut out all of the other distractions. So what should you do when you remember the toilet paper? (laughs) When you remember the toilet paper, when you remember it's your mom's birthday, have a notepad next to you on your desk. You sit down, have a notepad on next to you on your desk. And at the top of this notepad or a blank sheet of paper or a notebook, whatever, it doesn't matter. What we're going to do is we're going to decide how long are we going to, to work during this time block? What is this time block? What's the start time and what's the end time? Parkinson's law states that work expands to fill the time allotted. And so what we're doing is we're creating a boundary. We're deciding what that end time is. Once you write literally one o'clock to 2.30 on your paper, below that, you write a list of one to three, no more than three things that you are going to do in order during that time block that you've just created. So let's say the first is all of my March social media posts. The second thing is um, that you're going to write a blog post. And the third thing is that you're going to, I don't know, plan a party, whatever. Great. Three things. Um, Because you're prioritizing, you're being very clear and specific about how you're going to use that time. Then below that, draw a line. Line in the sand, that's the boundary. Below that, write the word shiny things. Show this again to the YouTube. YouTube. (laughs) Show it to the YouTube. actual... Can you see it? I hope you can. Yeah. And look, awesome. Anna's so good. She put instructions on There's the instructions back. There's instructions on the back. <laughs> can um, they buy this? They, not no, right now. You don't have a shop? Okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't have a shop. It's an, it's an, ex, it's an exclusive gift for. Okay. Um, when you open whenever. shop, let us know. Yes, I will. We need the shiny the things. Are, but, but she's telling you how to do it. I know. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. Although it is delightfully beautiful. It is. It you is. can do it with a piece, piece of paper. Just get a piece of paper out. Just There's your template. Exactly. All right, That's so we drew template. the line in Drew the, the line. You've written shiny things because we're going to call them what they are. And whenever yeah. something pops into your head, mm-hmm. you write it on the shiny things list and you get back to work. You need toilet paper, write it down, get back to work. You've got something else that pops into your head. I need a reservation for whatever, write it down and get back to work. And then at the end of that time block, that's when you go back to your shiny things list and you look at the list. And this is where you have the opportunity to decide, okay, what do I need to do right now? What can I defer or schedule for later? What can I delegate to someone else? And what if this really isn't that important and I can just delete it altogether? Mm. All these. Did you catch that? Mm. Do it, delegate it, delete. What was the other one? Defer. Defer. I love alliteration. I do too. Me too. It makes me so happy. Me too. So I find that that has been the most universally successful strategy for everyone that I've worked with or shared it with. You know what I think is so great about that? A lot of us, all of us, like to overcomplicate things. Mm -hmm. And it is really this, that is a very simple practice. Mm -hmm. Pick an amount of time. To do your top three, the things you're supposed to be doing in that time, and then draw a line and write shiny things. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to implement. It doesn't require you to buy a new planner no. or go get some kind of, you know, fancy tool or device or app. You just get a piece of paper. You don't need an app. It's really That's- easy. And I think we all want to believe that it's hard and that's why we're not doing it, mm-hmm. but it's not hard. It's not hard. It's not no. hard. And it's free. You just need a paper. Right. You could use the back of a grocery bag. I love it. Mm, I love yeah. it. Okay, so everyone should try that today. What else? What you got? Um, on my conference. Because you're feverishly writing. You're hyped. feverishly writing notes. Well, so I'm, I wanna, yeah, I'm taking notes. Are, well, are you over motivated from your conference? <laughs> I'm over motivated from my second cup of coffee. I love it. <laughs> um, but yes. So one thing that I thought was interesting when you were talking about routine mm-hmm. is that how you said it's not based off of motivation. Yeah. The routine is just something you don't think about it. You just do it. It just is something that you have implemented. Yes. Yes. So it doesn't matter your energy level. He talked about that sort of. Mm -hmm. And he said, for example, for him, I thought this was a good tip. He was trying to figure out why, no matter how many times he told himself he would do push-ups in the morning, Mm -hmm. he never did the push-ups. There was like, he couldn't motivate himself to do the push-ups every morning. So he said that putting a prompt in place Mm -hmm. was helpful. Okay. Something mindless that you don't think about, you just do it. So he said his prompt, his push-up prompt, (laughs) is every time the coffee is being brewed, he just gets on the floor in the kitchen and does push-ups. Okay. He doesn't have an internal debate about what he wants to do. No. It's like he sleepily walks in, 
puts the coffee in, gets on the floor, does push-ups until it's done. If A, then B. Yes. Yeah. So it was like a mindless thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's a kind of a good idea. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it still takes a little bit of like, he said the biggest thing is not letting yourself debate with yourself. Exactly. Like follow the prompt. So we talked about the original question was about over motivation and routines, Mm -hmm. right? I talked about routines as a part of our foundation. So here's the thing. When you are overmotivated or just normal motivated and you want to start something new, you've got to design a system in order to make it happen. What we get tripped up with is that we decide I'm going to do this, but we don't design how we're actually going to do it. Mm. And so setting yourself up with a habit to do that thing is what you really have to do. And so that looks like designing a habit with intention. Right. So when he said that the push-up prompt, there are three distinct pieces of a habit, the anatomy of a Mm. habit. There's the cue, which is the thing that triggers you to do the habit. That's his push-up prompt. prompt. So when the coffee dings, his cue Mm -hmm. triggers him to do the second part, which is the routine. Mm -hmm. The routine is the doing of the habit. And then the third part is the reward. And so the reward, very unfortunately, (laughs) is the thing that most people leave out, which is the reason why habits don't don't stick. Okay. Give us an example. So rewards can be both intrinsic, like I did push-ups. I am amazing. I'm going to put whipped cream on my coffee. That is an that's an external reward. Okay, so funny. Okay. Putting whipped cream on your coffee as a is an external reward. And it's something that you can look forward to. Intrinsic rewards, that feeling amazing after you do push-ups, that's the type of long-term reward that's going to truly keep you doing it. But it's the external reward, the whipped cream on your coffee, that's going to keep you doing it short term while we're waiting for those intrinsic rewards to really kick in. Um, A lot of times results take a Mm. long time. Like it's going to be a while before he starts to see a change in his body. Mm -hmm. And it's in that in-between time that we lose steam. And so let's say that you want to start a new habit. Maybe it's, I I don't know, checking, starting that wind down habit that you do before um, you pick up your your child from daycare. You have a cue, decide what will that cue be? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's pulling into the parking lot. Yes. I'm here, so now I do it. Then you do it. What is the reward? Honestly, that reward is going to be the amazing yes. feeling that you have after. Mm-hmm. But So clearly de- design right. what that cue routine and that reward will be. And even how you're talking about shiny things. Even So I do my shutdown routine. Mm-hmm. But if I look at my phone for mm. anything after I pick up the kids, you can bet there is a list of things, mm-hmm. even if they're not important. Yeah. They catch my eye. They distract me while I'm thinking about it and hearing mommy, mommy. That's when I like, I'm like, hey, man, give me a second. Like, that's <laughs> when I'm like, you know, that's when you lose your cool. Yeah. And it's like only because I was, I allowed yeah. myself to go somewhere else mentally mm-hmm. when that wasn't in the plan. Right. So you are so correct that I think putting it away and that's when you really do have to use paper or mm-hmm. something else because if you open your phone to write it in your notes no you yeah will see everything will. else yeah we're absolutely conditioned at this point to without thinking open our phones and go to the most the app that is most addictive for us and then check all of them and then okay check all speaking of, of that mm-hmm. i had in my notes i didn't put this on here i don't think okay, to good. ask you about how you set limits on scrolling like instagram facebook Anything, Pinterest, whatever. I mean, how do you set boundaries for yourself there? It's a struggle. Yeah. Like, I'll fully admit it. It's a struggle. Um, I've certainly had periods of time where the first thing I did in the morning was reach, grab my phone and wake myself up by Mm -hmm. looking at my screen. That's some, like, in the past has been the last thing that I look at before I go to bed at night. Yeah. And I just recognized that it was not a healthy pattern that I wanted to continue. I did not like the way it made myself feel. So I think you have to first, if you want to implement boundaries regarding screen time and scroll time, Mm -hmm. first you have to really identify why. Why is it that you want those boundaries? Is it because you want to feel better? You don't want that weird brain fog feeling? Is it because you recognize that you have like 
shameful feelings about it that you don't want to feel anymore? Is it because you want to be more present with your kids? Whatever it is, the first thing you have to do is articulate why. Because if you don't, like you have no true reason to stick to it. It's just going to be arbitrary. So after you recognize why, the, the babyest of baby steps is literally to just decide what time in the evening you're going to put your phone away. Mm. Yeah. What time in the evening you're going to put your phone away. Whether you set an alarm on your phone, that is called plug in the phone, mm-hmm. or you there's a time or there's a, a milestone in your evening. I typically put my phone away um, after I read Millie bedtime stories. So I finish bedtime stories, which that time can change right. from night to night. But that's your prompt. But that's it. That's it. Like, yeah. that's my trigger. That's my cue. Your that's cue, my prompt. Yeah. I know. All right. I am done for the evening. I'll do one last check and then I'll go put it away because I want to be present with Scott mm-hmm. during the time right. that I have left before we go to bed. And I don't want to fall into the trap of looking at Instagram mm-hmm. late at night Yeah, because of decision fatigue, that's when we're more likely to make bad decisions mm. all stuff. and impulse buying. Right. Lots gotcha. of impulse buying. Okay. I have bought many things off of Instagram. Yeah. Some of them were okay. Some Some Alyssa bought okay. a sweater that worked out okay. It was a terrible sweater. It was so funny. You'll have to go look she, at it. Too. Yeah, she posted the Was it the, t- the one version? with the very big turtleneck? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I have a short sure. neck, so I can't do a lot of no. like, turtleneck <laughs> things. It's so funny. But um, that, uh, that would be my first thing. I have yeah, a lot of Because it's hard to put your phone away at night if you're mm-hmm. used to it. And if you're a like mindless scroller while you're also watching your shows, then you need a better show. Because I cannot pick up my phone while I'm watching Yellowstone. Right. Mm. Like you want to be present there. I'm like, I can't miss anything. What's the quote that's like, find friends that make you want to put your phone away? Yeah. You know? Right. Like, well, right. What is entertaining enough to hold your attention there? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, well, let's watch the show. I don't want my phone. And then in the morning, sometimes I'll see that because I turn mine to silent pretty early on, Mm -hmm. but I'll see that I have like a text or an Mm -hmm. email or whatever. I'm like, Nobody died because I didn't answer. No. Right. And like, then I think they realize from the non-response mm-hmm. that, oh, it's late. Yeah. Then would I would get in my head, though. If I texted somebody <laughs> too late and they didn't respond, then I would be like, oh, God. Were sorry. They sleeping? Yeah. Did I sorry. wake them up? Are they yeah. mad at me? Oh, my I'd God. send, like, the apology text and then be like, oh, sorry. I probably just woke you up again by apologizing. Sorry, sorry. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. I'm logging off. So sorry. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Um, okay. I think. When I made the questions for this episode and I was like, yeah. how can I get Anna to tell us all the things of two years worth of her podcast in 45 minutes? Did I do that? Um, We've did. hit a lot of really We've important topics. a lot topics. of important topics. I guess my point is we don't have enough time to talk about <laughs> all of the time management things we could talk about. <laughs> but I think that everyone can go and then listen to your show and they the topics are very specific. So they can be like, oh, I, I don't have a problem with my to-do list or man. I sure don't know what to do about this to-do list. And then they can go listen to that one. Yeah. So I think just scroll just by of, topic and see yeah, what Yeah, there's they a lot need. of options there. Tons mm-hmm. of good um, content. And I love, you know, when you interview people who then tell us how they do it mm-hmm. too, because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You one have, last question. Please, please. Do you sleep with your phone by your bed? I like don't. when you put it away, yeah. where do you put it? I don't. I actually have my phone plugged in across the room on our dresser. Okay. Um, And so let you in on like a peek of what life has looked like lately i've been getting up at around okay i have an alarm that goes off at 505 okay so an alarm clock alarm well like my phone goes oh, off you gotta oh, get okay. up to turn it off that would make me oh. insane i yep. get up to turn it off what you gotta do and then i go in the bathroom and i turn on the heater okay and then i get back in bed okay Oh, uh-huh, okay. I know. so i'm not gonna tell you i'm not gonna tell anybody that there's How one way to get, get up in the morning again i've Take my phone in the bed with me, and okay. I have a second alarm okay. set for five twenty. Okay, so I like get back in the bed, and uh-huh. but somehow between like five oh five and getting up to do the heater and five twenty, uh-huh. like I just kind of start waking up. Okay, um, I get Are out. Are you of, looking at your phone? I'm not. Okay, you just have it for the alarm. Yes, just have it for the alarm. Oh. Get up, and then I like get dressed, and then I like head to the office for a little bit of like early morning. Focused quiet time. I'm mm-hmm. working on a book proposal right now. Oh, yay! Uh, and, and so that definitely requires some, you know, quiet time yeah. before the day starts. Mm-hmm. And that's so that's what my mornings have looked like lately. And it wow. starts by having my phone plugged in mm-hmm. across across the room. Okay. 
So when you put your phone away after bedtime stories, that's where it goes. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anything else? Mm-mm. She's covered. <laughs> okay. That was great. Thank you. We could have you back every week and talk about time management. Um, do you have a toast? Yes. Who do yeah. you want to toast to? I would love to toast my husband, Scott. I think Scott is hilarious. Scott, <laughs> I'm a big fan of him. I, that's actually, that's be. like a big reason why I married him. Because so I thought Katie he was knows so Scott funny. Because she was there. Realtor. Since you've last been here, I got to sell you and Scott a house. Yeah, yeah. Quite the thing. So fun. He's a funny guy. He's a lot of fun. But yeah, I've gotten to experience the Katie Caldwell, like, the whole thing. Folder experience, the organization. She's seen it all. It's amazing. Huge fan. Thank you. Huge fan. fan. That makes me so happy. Okay, Scott, though. Yeah, Scott. Scott. Scott I'm a huge fan of him as well. So great. So Scott actually um, stepped away from his, stepped away, quit his full-time job um, in January and is now working from home in my business and is just such an amazing support to our family. I mean, he already was before, but it's so awesome because we're now working together. He's really beginning to learn the ins and outs of a coaching business, a podcast. He's now basically my podcast you producer. You basically have a J. Yeah. You got, a, got J. a J. And wow. On and on top of all of the amazing things that he does in the business, he starts prepping dinner <gasps> at around two like three okay so that dinner is completely done Mm -hmm. by the time he goes to pick up the girls Mm -hmm. and so we're just able to go straight into family time and Mm -hmm. dinner and what a big help with me working pacific time hours hard yeah well when you said that i was wondering like i was the logistics i can't imagine being Mm -hmm. but he like he meal plans he grows he does the groceries i'm just so grateful for just all of it. Yeah. it. And it's just fun to like work from home with him. It's going yes. really well. Mm-hmm. I love it. So yeah, cheers to Scott. Cheers to job, Scott. Yes, way to go, Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, making it happen. Yeah. I love it. Okay, well, everyone, please go listen to It's About Time. Actually, tell us where they can find you before we jump off. Yeah, so I would love for you to tune into It's About Time wherever you listen to podcasts. I have new episodes that drop every Monday on a time management topic or, like Katie says, an interview with a go-getter to find out how she is getting things done. Um, And also, come find me on Instagram. Let's be Instagram friends. I love hanging out over there. Send me a DM. Ask me a time management question or just ask me a question about anything. And let's t- let's talk. Okay. Great. And it's Anna Dearman Cornick. Anna D. Cornick. D. Okay, it's got the D. Anna D. Anna Cornick. D. Cornick Anna Dearman Cornick was too long. That is kind of long. It is yeah. long. Yeah, okay. You did the right thing. Anna D. Cornick. <laughs> I like it. Okay, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.